Hey there, Mama. Today on the podcast, I am answering your questions all around faith, doing devotions, staying close to God, hearing God's voice, and what what to do in times like these, plus so many other good ones like what books I'm reading, what apps do I use, what do I do for the verse of the day, all the things. So make sure you listen in. I'm so excited to be answering your questions of all the things you, the mamas, want to know around faith. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm Elise and I'm on a mission to help women break free of feeling stuck in survival mode and enjoy motherhood again, even through the tough seasons. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused and didn't know my calling beyond motherhood or even if I had one. The last few years have been a journey of finding myself again, becoming well from the inside out and figuring out how to enjoy this time with my little ones. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full abundant life and I know that that includes us mothers. Join me here for conversations around living with intention, simplifying our homes, holistic health including quitting the tox, how to really walk in faith in today's world, conscious parenting and marriage and so much more. So mama, if you've been finding life stressful and overwhelming lately, I'm here for you and I'm so glad that you are here too. Let's take a moment, grab a cup of tea or a glass of bubbles and let's get into today's episode. Let's talk collagen. Today's episode is brought to you by my absolute favorite must-have liquid collagen. If you are still taking a powdered collagen, seriously, mama, stop. Your body is only absorbing around 30%, whereas liquid collagen, it absorbs 90%. This type 2 collagen improves joint mobility and lubrication, reduces joint discomfort, promotes healthy cartilage and connective tissue, improves muscle tone, reduces wrinkles from the inside out, increases the skin's collagen content, promotes skin, hair, nails, eyes, and gum health, supports cardiovascular health, and a whole host of other things. It's the only known source that closely mimics our natural collagen production, which, by the way, reduces at 25 years old. It's non-GMO, it's antibiotic-free, gluten-free, dairy-free. It's recommended by many medical professionals, has international patents, and is backed by multiple clinical trials, and has even received many industry awards. But most importantly for me, it's the first collagen that I have taken where I have been able to physically see and feel the difference right before my eyes. Make sure you click the show notes for product details and use the promo code for a discount. Good morning. We made it. I'm hoping that the internet connection stays. Please, Jesus, because it is wild outside and our internet keeps dropping. But we are, I am going live doing the Q&A that you sent in questions all around faith. So that is what today's topic is. And I think I'm going to, going to keep doing these and just make it at a time that there's absolutely nothing else going on. All right. We are, we are struggling with the internet already and we're like a minute in. So we'll see how we go. 
Um, hopefully, if you are joining live, please let me know if you can hear me because otherwise I might be talking and have no idea um, that you can't hear me because the internet is rubbish. So this morning, you guys have sent through questions. I have picked six that I think are going to be really helpful for everybody. And so I'm really excited to delve into this because it's one thing for me to kind of chat to you, but then it's another thing for me to know what you guys want to hear and want to know. So the first question and actually the most asked question was what do I use for the verse that I post each day? And so that is the YouVersion app. So it's an app called YouVersion. It is the Bible. And on your homepage every day, I would show you, but I am obviously on my phone, so I can't. Um, but I will post after this in my stories. I will post where you can find it. But when you download the app, uh, on the homepage each day, there's a verse of the day. That's the verse that I'm using. So it will come up, verse of the day is this. Uh, and then you can select what translation you want to look at it in. So I usually do that and look at what translation I think speaks to me or that I really enjoy. So then next to it, there's this little picture of a person. It's like a little video and you click on it and it is someone, a pastor or an author or a speaker from around the world. So I love it because we get to hear from all kinds of people like Chris Kane, um, Priscilla Shira, I'm pretty sure has been on there. Levi Lusko has been on there. So it's all pastors and speakers from around the world. And they share like a two minute video on this verse. And then the next slide of the story is what you see. It's the verse of the day. Um, and then the next slide is like a devotional about it. Then the next slide is the prayer. So I really enjoy that as a simple way to get God's word into you as the first thing because my phone is usually the first thing I pick up uh, in the morning, usually to check the time. So I have actually set a um, notification to come up on my phone at like 5 a.m. with no noise, so it doesn't wake me. But so the first thing, the thing I look at, the first notification is always the verse of the day. I swipe into it and then that's what comes up. So that is what I use for that verse of the day. And it's just really simple, particularly if you are someone who's just starting out. And this leads into the second question um, that actually came through quite a bit was how practically as a mama of young kids do I do my devotional time? And so if you are someone who is just starting to build the habit of doing some um, devotional time, then using the YouVersion app is so simple and easy and just doing the verse of the day because sometimes it's crazy town and we don't have time to sit and read a whole chapter of a book and meditate on it for half an hour. And some days, some days I do, the kids are happy playing and I can sit and have a cup of tea um, and read the Bible for a lot longer. But there are days when all I have time for is to read that verse at the beginning of the day. But I make sure that that is the first thing I do. Um, so if you are someone who is starting off building that habit, then I highly recommend the YouVersion app. Um, you can also, within that app, you can choose devotionals, um, like you can search 
for things. So if you are currently going through a season of grief, you can go into the um, devotional plans and search grief. And it will come up with all different devotion devotionals um, that you can then do and you can sample them and see how they are. They also have like Bible in a year. If you're someone who wants to do the Bible in a year, uh, they've got all that. So that's the app that I use and I highly recommend it because it's all in one place, super easy. All the translations are in there. Um, yeah, just keep, keep it basic. But to move on to that number two, number two, number two question, second question, how do I practically, as a mum of young kids, do my devotional time? So I, for me in this season right now, I, I can't get up at 5 a.m. and spend an hour in doing devotional and prayer and as much as I would love to, I'm still getting up in the night to at least one child at some point. And so for me, I'm not in a season where I'm able to get up an hour before everybody else because everyone else is waking up at 5.36 anyway. For me, it honestly changes day to day. So the first thing, no matter what, is I do that verse of the day. Um, and then I do take like five minutes because the kids can wait five minutes to pray, pray into that verse and ask God what, what he wants to speak to me through that verse about what, what does he want to speak to me for the day about. And then what I will do is I will come out, we will have breakfast. And I find that even just that, even though it's only five minutes, it is already setting me up for the day to flow so much better. If I'm waking up out of a reaction from my kids, then the day just doesn't flow and I'm already tired and cranky and I get frustrated. But if I start the day from that space of, being in the presence for five minutes, um, the day just goes so much better. So usually because I am just a, not just, I'm not just a stay-at-home mum, but usually my days are at home with the kids. I do breakfast and as the kids are eating breakfast, I will sit down <laughs> and everything to um, so this is currently, I always like to have a devotional um, book, like a physical book. So this was the one that I did. I got gifted this um, one from a beautiful friend. It's like a year, so it's got the date. So you do that. So I did that last year. Really like that because it's really short, super quick, simple. Um, <laughs> this year, with all the stuff going on, I'm doing, you've probably seen me share about this, uh, it's the all-conquering lamb, a comprehensive and devotional exposition into the book of Revelation. That is my devotion at the moment. Um, and it is actually amazing. Like today, I'll just read you what I wrote today. So I'm actually writing notes because I started reading it and I thought I need to go back and write notes so I can take this in. Before John is shown the things to come. So I'm not even really up to the nitty gritty yet. Um, before John is shown the things to come, like all the crazy stuff, he is reminded in chapter four and five that God and Christ reign supreme over it all and will, and it will all happen under God. It's this beautiful picture of God on the throne and it is just the most glorious picture. When you really sit and take it all in, it's the most glorious picture. 
And just the fact of reminding us, uh, and I shared it the other day, that where we view our vantage point, where we view what's going on is so crucial. So when we can view what is going on from the perspective of looking beyond it to God is still on the throne, he is still in control, it is all happening under him and it ends with him. Like that just, I don't know, I found that really encouraging. Anyway, so while the kids are eating breakfast, uh, I will sit and read a bit of this. So I'm not really even reading a full chapter because they're pretty big chapters um, and take some notes. So that is what I'm doing that way. The other thing that I do during the day is just have worship music on in the background pretty well all day. So it's just this constant atmosphere. And I think too that this is where we can get caught up in doing devotional time. We can get so caught up in the act of doing devotional time, not actually what what is devotional time. Devotional time is, for me, it is intentional time to be in his presence. So sometimes that is singing worship music while I am cooking dinner, while I am vacuuming the floor, while I am picking toys up for the billionth time. It's not about the act of I have to do this so I can tick the box for the day because like, yeah, I could open the Bible and go, okay, well, I've read a verse or a tick, I'm good now. Like I, I got nothing out of that. I didn't feed my soul from that. So, and then prayer time just kind of is usually at night when the kids are in bed or I have started, we are currently transitioning our baby girl from not having a dummy. Pray for us. Um, and what I have started doing is I will um, pray. And my mum is absolutely incredible at this. She would would say to me when I would complain that my son, my eldest son, needed um, like rocking to sleep. He was such a cuddler. Uh, he needed rocking to sleep. And I would complain. And she's like, that's, that, that's when you pray. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so she taught me that. And I'm so grateful. So that is what I have been doing now and so just finding those pockets of time you know like I was just in the car uh driving the kids to the Cairo appointment this morning and I had Bethel on and I was completely undone sitting in traffic listening to a song um so it is yeah it is not about the religiousness and I think this is where people get caught in the religion um of doing devotional time but being in devotion with God Someone should like hashtag that. The third question, how do you know something is God's will? This was a really tricky one and I didn't know whether to include it because I didn't know if I would be able to answer it well enough. So how do you know that something is God's will? First of all, does it align to this? This is my Bible. Does it line up with what is in this? Because this this is God. This is how we know God's mind. This is how we see from that vantage point of God's view. You know, he says um, his thoughts are higher and his ways are higher. So this is how we, this is how we know that. So how do you know something is God's will? Test it out. If it lines up with the word of God, then there's a chance it is. 
The other thing just for me is, do I have peace about it? Do I have actual peace, peace deep in my spirit about doing this? And then the third thing, is it going to be life altering if it's not God's will? Like there's a, there's a lot of decisions that I don't think, you know, like, is it God's will for me to shop at Charlestown or Katara today? <laughs> That's just the first example. Is it God's will to have Nutrigrain or Weet-Bix today? Uh, I don't think God cares. Unless he has um, someone specific he needs you to go see at um, the David Jones checkout in Katara, then I don't think he actually, that's not going to alter your life. And then just pray, pray about it because he is so gracious and tells us and will light, light the path for you. And he's able to shut the doors and open doors. So when we are making like a big decision, you know, like when we were buying our investment property, that, that was a big decision of, okay, we're putting in a lot of money. God, is this your will that we do this? You, you pray and you say, God, close the door if it's not. And we had one house that we were looking at sold and then another one that we were looking at, we put in an offer. We prayed about an amount. We both had an amount. It was the same amount we put in the offer and it was accepted. So prayer changes things. Prayer is everything. And God doesn't want you to fail. I think that that's a thing we need to remember is that God wants you to walk in his will. He wants to. He's over here being like, hello, choose this way. But we get so distracted in, oh, but I don't know. So he doesn't want you to fail. He will light the path. But most of all, yeah, does it line up to the word? That is the big, the big one. Number four, this was a really good question. Someone asked, how do I stay close to God when things are good? So they're really, they said they're really good at, you know, praying and feeling close to God when things are going bad. But how do I stay close to God when things are good? And for me, <laughs> I was trying to think, oh, well, the last two years have just been like roller coaster mania. So for me, it comes down to having the heart of thankfulness and not forgetting that the blessings you are walking in, if you are walking in a good season, amen, praise the Lord, but that is from him, that the blessings that you are experiencing and the goodness of this season is from God. Uh, and so having, having, the mindset and being in the space of gratitude and thanksgiving and praise um, is just as powerful as being in the place of on your knees, praying, believing for your miracle, believing for your breakthrough, having that added attitude of gratitude. I feel like someone has said before, yeah, about thankful. God, I'm so thankful that you know, we are not flooded in. I'm so thankful that I have been well since having um, my baby. I'm so thankful that we were able to buy an investment property and find people to rent it and not, not negating the breakthrough. There's this, there was a saying somewhere I saw it and I have saved it because I, I never want to forget this. And it was, 
don't forget that the blessings you are walking through now was what you were on your knees about last year. And I was like, yes, how many times do we like, particularly when we were trying for a baby the first time and month after month, we went and we were on our knees begging God, please make this happen. And then how, how quickly, how quickly we forgot that in the sleepless nights about God, don't let me forget the miracle. Don't let me forget that I'm standing and walking in the midst of a miracle. Yeah, so that's my thoughts around staying close to God when things are good because you you don't want to empty your cup and then things go bad because stuff happens. We live in a fallen world. Things are always going to come up. And then you have to feel like you fill up your cup, whereas if you are just constantly living in that place of devotion, when things go wrong, you, you're already in a place of worship. You don't have to worry. You're already in a place of feeling thankful that you don't even stress because you are viewing it from his vantage point. So I could obviously talk on this for a long time, but let's move on to the next question. Number five, how do you hear God's voice in hard times? AKA the last two years with everything going on, I've just got the questions written down, with everything going on, it seems so hard to clear the noise. Yes, this was a, this is a great question. Uh, And I actually did a podcast episode. I feel like it's one of the first, it would be within the first 20 episodes was hearing God's voice in hard times. And the first thing really, again, to read your Bible, a lot of people say, God isn't speaking to me. I feel like God is quiet. I haven't heard anything. And then I asked them, well, what have you been reading in the Bible? Oh, I've been really slack. I haven't been reading anything in the Bible. That's why. God can't speak to you. He can. Sorry. God doesn't often speak to us if this is closed. If we are not in here getting this into us, you know, it's so much harder for him to speak to us yeah he can he can speak to us through other people and through dreams we have and sometimes you just get that niggle inside you where it it has to be God it's the only explanation is it has to be God but if your bible is shut that's it's so much harder so that is my number one um, point for hearing God's voice the other is actually to listen to spend time and spend time in that devotion time, that time of devotion that we have talked about, to spend time to actually listen. And I think it's hard. It's hard too because there there is so much noise. You've got your family telling you one thing, your friends telling you another, the media is telling you another thing. You've got all this bombardment on Instagram and Facebook and, and you're just feeling like, how do I figure out who is the truth? And that's where the Bible is the truth. But learning to discern what is the truth and what are lies. Because ultimately, if it's not the truth, it's a lie, no matter how big or small. So getting in the word, learning to discern and prayer, learning, pray and pray for discernment. God, I think that 
if anything, the last two years has taught me that people of God, we cannot afford to not be discerning anymore. Discerning kind of pre-2020, it was just this like cool thing. If you, if you had the spiritual gift of discernment, then that's cool. That's what I thought. I remember early 2020, just when I felt like things aren't quite right. Uh, I started yearning for discernment. I started praying, God, give me discernment to know. And it's not to say that I get it right all the time because I certainly don't. I'm still human. I still am flesh. But God, give me the discernment to know who is speaking and what it's right. And when you start to get into the word, you then start to know that doesn't align with the word and your spirit actually gets agitated when it's hearing lies. And that's been my spirit the last couple of weeks, particularly getting a bit agitated. But anyway, but yes, learning to shut out the other noise, to not take it on. So be in the word, be in prayer, be in that place of devotion. All right, last question, and then I will let you go because it has been a lot longer than I thought. Um, apart from the Bible, what are some of the best books on faith that you have read? There's a lot. But some of the really life-changing ones that I've read and have really stuck with me, I have a few of them here. The first one I don't have a physical copy of because I lent it to someone and I can't remember who. Um, so if you have my Sun Stand, Sun Stand Steel book, can I have it back, please? Um, but anyway, that is that was one, and that is all about the power. It's by Stephen Furtick, Sun Stand Still, uh, and it is all about praying audacious prayers, like big prayers. So uh, he talks about, pretty sure it was Joshua, like 10 years ago that I read it. They are in battle and um, the sun doesn't go down. Joshua prays this. Pretty sure it's him. It's probably not going to be him now. Whoever it is, prays this big audacious prayer that the sun won't go down until we defeat the enemy and that, that just the thought of praying audacious prayers is incredible. The others, Raising Giant Killers, this, we did this uh, as a book club with some of the girls from church. This, if you are a parent, this is a must, like an absolute, absolute must. Um, so that one, another Bill Johnson, Hosting the Presence. That was an amazing book. Uh, Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. That is really good if you are someone um, who um, is really anxious and worried a lot, really stressed feel like you have a battle going on in your mind this is absolutely incredible there's also a a kids version and a teens version as well and even I, I like the teens version too the other two was um Lisa Turkist uninvited living loved when you feel less than left out and lonely and that's that sounds really depressing but Actually, when, as a woman, I have particularly coming into 
stage of getting married and becoming a mum and being a young mum and then trying to figure out where do I fit? Like where, where do I fit? That was an absolutely incredible book. And then Lisa Bevere is like my all-time favourite. So just anything of Lisa Bevere's, but Lioness Arising, particularly for these times, these times, uh, Lioness Arising is an incredible one as well. And then also John and Lisa Bevere did The Story of Marriage, and that is a marriage book, obviously, um, but it's like a devotion that you do together. That was That's really good. I really like to do um, books with my husband and always be growing and doing something for our marriage. So those are a couple of the books that I really like. Yes, thank you so much, everyone who has joined live. Thank you for commenting and joining in. I hope that this has helped you. I hope that you have been encouraged and stirred to to reignite your faith if your faith is maybe just feeling like it's just kind of lingering there or not really on fire then I I pray that this encouraged you to to spend time in devotion and and time in the word um, because I think we can really underestimate the power of the words in that book. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.